welcome to Health by Heather Hirsch, a podcast dedicated to uncovering many of the women's health issues many of us are wondering about, but few of us are talking about. My mission is to expose the current gaps in knowledge and care on all things women's health. Enjoy. I am so excited to announce the sponsor for today's podcast, Rosebud Woman. Sensual health and pleasure should be a part of all the stages of a woman's life, and intimate skin requires the purest ingredients. Rosebud Woman makes intimate moisturizers, balms, lotions, and more for use alone or with a partner, before, during, and after, sex, exercise, waxing, or just for pleasure and self-care anytime. Their award-winning, OBGYN-approved, vegan, sustainably-made products have been featured in Vogue, Goop, Refinery29, Oprah, and others. Their products are available at rosewoman.com, that's R-O-S-E-W-O-M-A-N.com, or at spas and retailers nationwide. Thank you, Rosebud Woman, for sponsoring today's episode. Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in today. I am so excited to say that as of last week, this podcast reached number 11 on the iTunes podcast list for medicine in the United States and has been climbing the podcast list in several other countries. And I just wanted to start with to say you have made this possible. I cannot thank you enough for your support and for listening to my weekly podcast episodes, for sharing with your friends, for recommending this podcast, for giving it your stars and reviews wherever you listen to your podcast, because this is history. We have a podcast dedicated to the health of women at midlife and specifically at menopause on the top of the iTunes charts. I mean, what's cooler than that? So I thank you, thank you, thank you. If you love this podcast, please take a second on your iPhone to leave some stars or to write a quick review. It is helping the algorithm show women that this podcast is out there and that it's super helpful. And I'm so excited. I just want to thank you again for all of your support. I am so excited to talk about today's topic. We're talking about winter. Winter is coming. And usually I spend my weekends thinking about the topic for each podcast if I don't have a guest on. And side note, I've got a couple of amazing guests lined up coming up in the next couple of months. And I know you might be a little bored of just hearing from me, But this weekend, I was driving in the car thinking about what I wanted to do this podcast about. And I was like, oh, it's so cold and so rainy. I don't want to do it. Maybe nobody will pay attention if I don't post one. And I just had this sinking suspicion that winter was really coming. And it is. Winter is coming. So we are going to talk about how, as women, we can prepare 
both physically, emotionally, and mentally. And as an internist, what are the kind of tips and tricks that I can give you in this week's episode. Before we jump in, I just want to again thank our sponsor, Rosebud Woman, for sponsoring this week's podcast. Thank you so much. This really couldn't be made possible without our sponsors because I do this in my extra time when I'm not full-time as a clinician. If you don't know, I work at the Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston, Massachusetts, where I see patients on a consultation basis for midlife and menopause concerns. I love seeing patients. I'm doing a lot of telemedicine, but right now I can only see patients in the state of Massachusetts. And I do have an emergency telemedicine license for New Hampshire and Rhode Island. And our institution, like many others, is working on extending that telemedicine so that I can eventually or hopefully see patients outside of the New England area. But as for now, the details are not ironed out yet. So that's what I do for my full-time job. Otherwise, several other places you can find me besides for the podcast are over on Instagram, and I'm at hormone.health.doc, where we have a great thriving community. I often post questions questions in my Instagram stories, and often there you're the first to know about things. Also, I sometimes do polls on what kind of topics to do, so you're welcome to follow me and join the community over on Instagram. I'm on Twitter at Heather Hirsch MD, and I have a new YouTube channel that I launched during 2020, and that is called Health by Heather Hirsch, and I do a lot of other video topics there specifically on menopause and midlife, and new videos come out weekly. Also, lastly, is my website, heatherhirschmd.com. If you want to look up my old podcast, if you want to see where I've been featured in the media, and if you want to take a look at my course, The Complete Guide to Menopause, that's just all locked and loaded over on my website. All right, so let's jump into today's topic, which is winter is coming. And if you're listening to this on its release date, we are probably changing the clocks in just a few short nights. And changing the clocks to me is one of the worst days of my life. I remember everyone jumping for joy at the idea of like one extra hour of sleep. And I was like, friends, you're trading in one extra hour of sleep for months of darkness, it just, it didn't equate to me to make any sort of sense. And I really do have seasonal affective disorder. So my mood really is directly related to the weather and specifically to sunlight. So even on winter days, if it's really sunny and the sky is very blue, I notice that I feel a little extra motivation or a little extra pep in my step. But for the majority of the winter, it is cold and it is dark. And so I have to be prepared in how I'm going to handle that. So one of my first ideas on how to prepare for the winter is to literally prepare, to think about what is a day's going to be like, how am I going to be at my peak performance during the right times? What are the things that I can do to enhance my peak performance? So let me give you a little bit of an example. I had a patient when I was working as an internist who had seasonal affective disorder, meaning that really, again, the weather affects your mood to the point where you're just non-productive or you're down in the dumps or anxious on those dark, cold, short days. And she decided that, or together, 
together, we decided that perhaps we could try and move her office. Now, this was a few years ago. We could move her office to an office that had a window. And certainly, that's kind of a big ask. Not all offices have windows. But she did. She went to her manager. I wrote her a letter. She did get a window office. It wasn't that much more glorious, but she could actually get some of that sunlight in. And that helped her feel and be so much more productive during the winter months. And I think that she then in the summer months went back to the other office and switched off and on with someone who this didn't bother them. Now, this isn't always an option. And certainly not all of us are in offices anymore. But it was really thinking outside the box to optimize the ways in which you find yourself most productive if the winter is a difficult time for you, which for a lot of women, it really is. So if you're working at home, that really means, you know, setting up by a window or if you have a desk, but it's not facing a window or you've put it in the corner, maybe moving it around again, even though you may have just set everything up a couple of months ago, once we realized offices are no more and working at home is where it's going to be at, maybe just moving your space around, giving yourself a space where you can be by the window, where you can get the sunlight, any of those things can really help. Perhaps you like that ambient listening to people walking by or the leaves crunching or even the snow falling or the trucks going by just so you don't feel so isolated. So even opening a window and dressing in layers or having something nearby so that you can also maximize your efficiency and your productiveness during the day. So preparing for winter is super important. When are you the most productive? Now, if you're most productive at night, well, you've got very little to worry about, my friend because soon it's going to be dark a lot. Um, but certainly, you, you know, finding out when you're the most productive and optimizing those times and doing what you can do can be really, really helpful. Speaking of sunlight, I highly, highly recommend one of those lights that has that natural light. So you want something in the about $100 range and you can go and get these on Amazon. The $100 range is going to give you the right amount of that light, that happy light that is going to be effective. And you can pop these things all over your house. I actually have one that I keep in my office because I still see patients. I have one that I keep in my home office. And I even have an alarm clock version so that it slowly starts to release light about half an hour. You can set it an hour or so before you wake up. So it slowly releases the light so it helps you more naturally wake up as opposed to waking up and feeling like you're in a cave and there's no reason to get out of bed. It can also really help. So those uh, seasonal affective disorders, either sad lights or sometimes they're known as happy lights, whichever, if you're glass empty or glass full, those can be extremely helpful, especially coming from someone who didn't have them for years, preached and preached about them, and then finally got some herself and noticed how how big of a difference they really make. You can be on your computer while they're on. You can be doing your makeup while they're on. You can be reading. You can be doing literally everything else that you normally do and have them on, and it will have a really nice effect. So preparing and thinking about what are the things in your toolkit that you might need, this is something that I would definitely recommend. Another thing I might recommend is vitamin D. Now, I talk about vitamin D almost all the time. Vitamin D is a prosterile hormone. It's such an important um, 
vitamin. It's such an important element that we can't get enough of within foods unless we eat like an Alaskan with lots of uh, salmon and cod and fish oil. So you really have to get it in supplements. I usually buy the 2,000 to 5,000 units and take that over the summer because I think it helps with my mood. There are certainly some studies that show it does. There are certainly some studies that show that it doesn't. But I have to say clinically, just what I see from where I sit in my little chair, when patients do fill their vitamin D tank up, it does help them feel better. So vitamin D is just like gas in your car. When you fill up that tank, it's locked and loaded. But then if you drive around town and drive around town and you don't replace it, eventually your tank goes to empty. So you certainly want to take vitamin D you know, every night if you can. That's why I personally buy the 5,000. I know I miss a couple of nights, kind of like flossing my teeth. So I know that I'm sort of getting at least a steady dose. So I really would invest or think about happy lights and certainly vitamin D. Now, those are certainly strategies for the ages, but it is 2020 and it's going to be a slightly different winter. And not only is it going to be cold and dark, but it always is, but it's going to be a little bit more lonely. And that's just because we are still fighting the virus and we are still practicing social distancing and we're probably not going to be attending holiday parties. Now, if you're having small gatherings, that's one thing, but you know those holiday parties, work parties, neighborhood parties, There's things that you have to do for kids and things like that. Those things aren't going to be happening. And while that may be a blessing on one hand, depending on how you feel about them, it can also make us feel lonely and isolated. And especially around the holidays, it's going to be really hard. So preparing for that ahead of time and thinking through what it will look like is probably a useful thing to do. So I was doing my own thinking through this and realized, well, it will mean I'll have some more time for doing things that I never get around to doing, like my holiday cards or calling those old friends that I'm sending those holiday cards to but haven't talked to in forever. And it's a really good time to set up parties and meetings through Zoom with the people that you really want to connect with the most and the people that you haven't gotten a chance to connect with in a while because those are going to make big impacts for you. So I would recommend instead filling that time with some meetings with your friends and there's plenty of time to sort of already think through and set some dates with your groups of friends, your high school friends, your college friends, your neighbors, your old neighbors, (laughs) whoever it is. Now is the really good time as we head into November to start setting up some weeknights with your friends. I really think that this might help fill the void specifically on those holidays. You might also have more time to decorate since sometimes that goes by the wayside. You may have more time to plan and get gifts. In fact, you know what? I was thinking, I was really thinking through this list that I am telling you, and I was already thinking of getting my Christmas gifts this weekend because also there could be shipping delays. You know, certainly manufacturing might still be slowing or slow more if the virus is um, starting to creep up again. So starting to do your holidays shopping now and thinking about what that's going to look like before it gets there, I think could be a way to combat some of the loneliness that we feel or the frustration and the anger that we feel around not being able to do the certain things that we usually do around the holidays. But take advantage of this because 
this will be a blip, whether it's one season, two or three seasons. Ideally, hopefully at some point we have a way to all be back to normal. Again, I don't think that's going to be around the corner, but certainly at some point this will be a, a blip in time. And what are the things that we can cultivate with our family? If we have young kids, if we are grandparents, what can we do to still connect with our grandchildren? If we're the sandwich generation, what can we do to connect our parents and our um, younger children? Can we, you know, teach them how to do Zoom? Can they sit on Zoom for a while? Can they sing songs together? Can they watch the kids color? You know, there are certainly drawbacks, but perhaps we can make this more about the people that we want to be with and spend time with and the things that we've always really wanted to do and those connections that we've always wanted to get to, but don't always have the time. Also, we can definitely decrease our alcohol intake, which is really important, especially if you're watching your weight or if you just want to decrease your alcohol intake. And certainly if you're avoiding alcohol, this is a nice time to not have those sort of social um, parties and things affecting the way that you want to live your life. But certainly maybe we'll all stay a little bit healthier during this time if we're not going to all the parties, eating all the appetizers, eating all the cakes and desserts. I'm just trying to put a positive spin on it, ladies. Another way to get through the winter times is to really, when speaking about eating, eat for the season. So I find that this is obviously really easy to do when we're going to the grocery store and we see the squash or we see the pumpkin or we see the fall veggies and then we start to see the cranberries and the peppermint. But thinking about cooking for the season can really help you connect to the season a little bit. Maybe find something spiritual about it that is new or that you can explore that we finally have time to instead of kind of begrudgingly going from one event to another. And since we've all been home more and we know things like home improvements projects have been on the rise and DIY projects have been on the rise, you know, so has cooking. And cooking for this season can be something that, you know, I'm hoping to get into and perhaps is an idea that maybe you are as well. Another thing, of course, is baking. This is a great time for baking and being able to not just to bake, but to then do that with your children or donate those or give to shelters or etc. There may be less volunteering. I'm not sure how volunteering goes with social distancing and the rules and guidelines for that. But certainly if there are are ways you can donate baked goods or other types of things. This might be all one of those ways of sort of thinking about eating for the season and enjoying each little bit of the season. Along with that, you know, of course, there is movement and exercise. And so perhaps you can find new types of ways to exercise or new types of hobbies for the winter. Admittedly, every single winter, I say I'm going to start skiing. Again, I don't know. I've never been skiing. I grew up in upstate New York and I have never been skiing. It's kind of a shame. And I still don't know a lot about skiing. Certainly seems expensive. Certainly seems cold. But Every winter, I think maybe I will do some skiing or maybe I will take my kids sledding. Certainly, if we want to do connecting, we could think about doing socially distanced hikes or socially distant skiing. Perhaps those things will be safe options because we haven't kind of yet explored what are safe options with the virus as we go into the winter. But certainly, people have still been walking with friends or hiking with friends. So I certainly think as if we're outside, this is even a better and 
safer place to be. So thinking about those hobbies that one can do outside. I know my neighbor sets up an ice skating rink in his backyard every winter. And I guess the last winter was a little frustrated because it was mostly a bird pond. It was a somewhat warmer winter here in New England, but ice skating or skating or ice hockey, you know, he has a daughter and all the girls love to play ice hockey together. It is adorable to watch. And just thinking about the ways in which we can use the change in season to really warm our hearts and be happy and be excited about those change in season because eventually spring will come and eventually summer will come. And if you're like me and you love the summer and the, and the spring and the warmer days, they are coming. And I really also do think that if we never had the change in seasons, if we never had the winter, it would really be harder to appreciate and really love every single one of those summer days, in my opinion. In my opinion, I could be wrong and I could retire to Florida and be absolutely happy every single day of the year, but I need to stick with something here. So I think what I'm getting at too is at planning and setting intentions. So I think setting intentions is, is really powerful. What are your intentions going to be going into the winter? And if we can think about this now, as we embark on the change in the times, as we head into November, before Thanksgiving, before the holidays, what can our intentions be? And if it's connecting, we can still do that, whether it's through Zoom or through the phone or through some type of social media app, we can definitely connect. If it is in outreach, we can call our local shelters and find out how we can perhaps bring food or what ways we can safely volunteer. If it is with other types of social services, you know, certainly those are all other wonderful options as well. You know, doing things on your terms and finding the ways in which you find the joy in the darker, colder days is going to be helpful. Another idea I had or another thing that I was thinking that has certainly helped me in the past is these mentor-mentee relationships. And not that I think that you necessarily need to give yourself some work, but you probably have a project that you're working on if you're working. And I also would have similar ideas if you're staying at home. But if you are working and you find that your productivity starts to slack in the winter or you're just not as motivated to do that little extra thing, that little extra research project or that extra teaching session or whatever it is, sometimes having a mentor that you meet with on a monthly basis can really keep you chugging along. And it's a little bit of mental games of, well, someone is watching me or I'm being held accountable. But we, when we are being held accountable, we can really do better, stay focused, and meet our goals because very often after those winter months, you know, many of us look back and think that we really kind of had this lull and we would honestly be happier if we were held accountable. It's simple, similarly to losing weight. We all do so much better when we're held accountable. That's why things like Weight Watchers does work really well when you used to go in and weigh yourself or Alcoholics Anonymous works really well. We have mentors. We have people that we're reporting to or held accountable and all types of other social um, types of things that where you have a mentor. It, it's, it is really helpful. So it could be in an official capacity or an unofficial capacity. I'm so lucky that I do have a mentor and it has always been extremely, 
extremely helpful. And you want to be a good mentee. You want to be responsible. You want to be uh, thoughtful of your mentor's time. You want to be prepared for types of meetings. You want to make sure that you are staying on task. And all those little micro things can really, really help. Even if you're not working, a mentor or someone to hold you accountable could be a friend, could be a church member, could be a neighbor that's working on something similarly to you. So those things are all I think really important. And then lastly, I was listening to a lecture that was given by the North American Menopause Society, the annual meeting about happiness. And I found it so interesting because they found that the highest marker for happiness was doing meaningful projects or having some type of meaningful impact in society. And that really struck me. It wasn't physical things. It wasn't monetary things. And we all certainly know that. It wasn't even just simply relaxing. The people that were the happiest were doing something meaningful. For me, my job is so, so, so meaningful. I hope that yours is too, but I also know that I am quite lucky to have cultivated such a phenomenal and fantastic career at an amazing institution with incredible mentors along the way and more that I haven't even met yet. I love this podcast. I love reaching out to lay women and talking about all things menopause and midlife and spreading awareness and education and advocacy. I love the connections that I make with people, even on social media. And even if I don't know you personally, when you reach out to me to send me a comment or a question or tell me that something impacted your life, it impacts me. I love so much of what I get to do, and I hope that you have that same feeling, whether it's through volunteering, which is so meaningful and so impactful, whether it's through social change, whether it's through your job, whether it's through raising your children, whatever it may be, I hope that you really do have a higher meaning for what you are spending your days doing, because I I do think, I'm pretty convinced that that is one of the main keys to happiness. So it doesn't mean that every single day of my life is perfect because believe me, it is not. Sometimes I just feel like I'm running from one thing to another. I can't give one thing its full focus and I feel a little disjointed. But just because we're all not perfect doesn't mean that that's what we should be striving for. Perfection wasn't on the happiness list. Perfection is an unrealistic expectation that we simply place upon ourselves because it's a really shallow view of being happy or being successful, actually. So having something that's really meaningful. So to summarize, ladies, winter is coming and there's not much that we can do about the changing seasons, but if we can find the joys in it, whether it's hot chocolate after being outside building a snowman, whether it's breaking the leaves and sort of hearing those crunchy leaves together, whether it's that peppermint, mint Oreo from Whole Foods that you just love, whether it's setting up meetings with your friends on Friday nights via Zoom, whether it's just relaxing and catching up on some old movies or building connections with your children or your parents. Let's all do our best to set intentions now before we get there. And let's all walk through what the holidays might look like without our favorite people there this year so that we can all protect each other. So let's think about that and let's set our intentions 
Don't forget things that could really help you through. So vitamin D, oh, vitamin B or B complex vitamins are so great, especially for energy. In fact, I take a nature made all B gummy vitamin every morning and it is just changed my life. So they're not sponsoring this podcast, but wow, I really do love those B vitamin gummies. And if you need the happy lights, get those. If you need the alarm clock, get those. If you, you know, need those little things, that are going to make a big difference, go ahead and get those. Think about doing your shopping now. Think about how you're going to spend those nights without all the different types of holiday parties. And think about how you can exercise or enjoy the winter months, whether it's just bundling up and walking and smelling that brisk air or feeling that snow underneath your feet or is taking up skiing or sledding or some other type of winter activity. I'm right there with you. It's, it's a little forced. Um, I hope that you can find the things that are going to set you up for success this winter. And before we know it, times will change. And so we really should stop and reflect on the day that we currently have because that is the most important is to be in the present, not thinking about the past and not thinking about the future, but being right in the present. Thank you guys so much for making this podcast at the top of the charts. If you have a friend who you know would absolutely love this, send it to them. You can just click that little share button on wherever you listen to your podcast. Feel free to send a star or comment or review. I love all of your feedback. It really does help me improve things and make things better with each passing episode. You can find me on my website, heatherhirschmd.com, on Instagram at hormone.health.doc, and YouTube, Health by Heather Hirsch. Thank you guys so much, and enjoy the upcoming winter. See you next time. Bye.